Hello, awesome humans, and welcome to today's episode of the Awesome Human Podcast. I'm Natalie, your host, and I'm so grateful you're here. As a quick reminder, we record this podcast with a live virtual audience, so you will hear me respond to questions and comments. If you'd like to join me for Awesome Human Hour Live, I would love it. It's every Wednesday at noon Eastern, and you can sign up by going to happier.com and clicking on Awesome Human Hour. Now, before we dive into today's topic, just take a moment to arrive to this moment right now. This time is for you, and I hope you find today's episode really valuable. For every single person who has registered for our event, Happier, my company, is donating a dollar to the IRC in New Jersey and New York because I lived in New Jersey for four years after we came here. Anyone out there from Jersey? I almost wore tube socks for you. No, not anymore, but I did in New Jersey. And what's more, me and my family are going to match every single uh, contribution. So that's two for one. And if you feel uh, connected to it, if it's something you want to donate to more, my colleague Debbie is putting a link in chat right now. And it's a special donation page that we've set up for this event. So they'll know it's coming from an awesome human who's part of Awesome Human Day. We'll also make sure it's in your follow-up email. So thank you for making it possible for me and my family and my company to make this really meaningful contribution. Now, prizes! I promise you all there's going to be prizes and giveaways. So I want to tell you this, I want to just remind you, if you have registered, if you're watching this as a recording, you're in. If you're watching this live, you're in. Just by registering for this event, you're entered to win one of our amazing, awesome human prize bundles. I'm not even going to show you what it is because surprises are cool. But I want to tell you that Debbie is going to be posting the first batch of winners in chat. We will be reaching out to you on email so you don't have to worry about it. And very soon after that, some really awesome surprises are gonna be headed your way. So congratulations to our first set of winners. You are awesome. I love, love, love giving out prizes. I wish I could do it all day long. All right, but I can't do that all day long because it is time to meet another awesome human guest who has joined us for Awesome Human Day. This is so, this was like a fangirl moment for me because I got to chat with Apollo Ono. He is the most decorated winter Olympian in US history. Um, he does short track and my husband Avi and I, we used to watch Apollo skate and oh my God, I don't know, have you watched short track skating? It's insane what they do, how they can turn around on that short track. So we used to stand there and go, go Apollo, go. So it's totally awesome that I got to talk to him. And here's why I wanted Apollo to be part of this event. We pre-recorded the interview, by the way, because the Olympics are going on in China and Apollo is pretty busy with that. He doesn't skate anymore, but he is part of the association and he's doing a lot of commentating. So he's busy, but we pre-recorded this amazing talk. But the reason I wanted to talk with Apollo was one of the core qualities of awesome humans that I talk about in the book, there's a whole chapter about it, is courage. But not just external courage to do scary stuff, which Apollo is an expert in, but courage to work through fear, courage to work through those stories that your brain tells you that hold you back. And Apollo has learned so much about that. He also has a new book coming out. It's called Hard Pivot. In the interview, he's gonna tell you what Hard Pivot is. I learned so much. It's amazing. I can't wait for you to listen to this. And I wanna let you know that the next batch of prize winners are gonna be getting Apollo's book in it as well. So as an extra thing. So. I hope you really enjoy my conversation with Apollo. And I think of myself as an expert on fear, but I learned so much, so I know you will too. Mm -hmm. 
So Apollo, the title of your book is um, Hard Pivot. And it's actually a concept that comes from skating that you um, have applied in your life. So I'd love for you to talk about what is a hard pivot in skating and how do we translate that into life off the ice? So in speed skating, a hard pivot is a very aggressive uh, high speed turn that is executed on each corner of the ice rink. So we go hurtling down the straightaway at 35, 40 miles an hour on a piece of metal that's 1.1 millimeters thick. And we lean over at these impossible angles that pull two to three G forces in each corner, which signify like a 550 pound one legged squat in which we have to carve a new path to go in the complete opposite direction or in an entirely new direction in a snap of a finger. If it goes well, we carry that momentum, we're moving along and we're hurtling towards the next corner before we have to pivot again. And if it doesn't go well, we fall, we get crap, we crash into the board. Sometimes we're injured, so it takes us longer to get up. So that is such as metaphor for the game of life. We need to do these critical hard pivots in our life and they will come. Every corner comes, every pivot is, is ahead in the distance. And the more velocity and aggressiveness that we can make that change, the more likely we can. And if we don't, it's also okay. It's all about mm. recalibrating, dust yourself, dust yourself off and continue on that path to get momentum again so you can get that big hard, the next hard pivot. Finish the sentence for me. I'm an awesome human because. Oh, uh, I actually have, <clears throat> and I want to read these to you. Yeah. Some things that, um, that I have written. And some of the exercises that we have in the book take us through some of these things um, that are sometimes pretty uncomfortable uh, to do. So I have like this very simple, right? Top five qualities and areas to improve. So I'd love to share these with you. Yeah, that'd be great. So like, Please. I am an awesome human because of these top five qualities, kind, generous, honest, authentic, and driven. Areas to improve, being more patient, increasing my empathy staying focused on singular tasks at hand, mm. carving out proper time for big rock projects, and then saying no more often in order to be realigned with the things that are truly important. Mm. So um, that. those are things like, like, by the way, like when I always tell people to do these exercises, it's really tough because we don't like to, be, it's very easy to be self-critical. I know what's wrong with me. That's not a problem. But how do you celebrate the things that you know you're really good yes. at? Because we typically say like, well, I'm not really not that good at many things, right? Like I'm just okay. And we always look at other people as being exceptional. But the reality is, as we have identity one, which we've been broken up with, or at least told us that no matter what we can do, we can never come back to it. The attributes that made up that identity are actually mm. very unique to you as a person. And don't forget, like all of us are very tied and similar in certain ways, but we're also very unique. And so the way that you perceive um, both yourself and the world is really, really important. And so being able to have that hyper-transparent conversation with yourself and saying like, I accept you for you in your yeah. flaws and inconsistencies, in your self-doubts and your shortcomings and your mistakes, but I love you for that person. And I'm willing to accept mm. you for that person. That's very, that was very hard for me to do. Like yeah. incredibly hard for me to do because I was always like, I don't like who I see in the mirror. You're too short. You're not smart enough. You're not fast enough. You're not mm. genetically designed for this sport. You're not as uh, you didn't go to a great school. Like all these things, all these reasons that have nothing to do with your human experience. But here's the top five qualities that make you who you are, Apollo. And you should hold on to these because these are powerful yeah. and nothing can change these. I love that Apollo so much. And, uh, you know, it is, 
in a way, I mean, like I said, our work is so aligned. I start the book by, I, I started by saying, dear, awesome human. And the next thing I say is, I bet for most of you reading, you just want, no, 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 I'm not an awesome human. I'm not this, I'm not good enough at this. We all have this voice, right? In our heads that constantly, we're, as you said, we're so good at criticizing ourselves, which is why, you know, part of my big mission is to get us all to embrace our inner awesome human. And to me, it's exactly the two areas you just said. I love the way you said it. We're awesome, but we're also human. So we all have this awesome capacity to pursue our purpose, to do great things, to create great things. We're also human, which means we mess up and screw up and we don't always get it right. And we're not as empathetic as we want. And embracing all of that is what truly brings out our humanness and allows us to do all the great things. So I love that you said that. And I also love what you just said about self-acceptance. You know, for most of my life, I thought self-acceptance was this woo-woo idea because I thought self-acceptance meant Oh, Natalie, you're just great the way you are. You never have to improve. And I hated that. You know, I'm a refugee. I'm an entrepreneur. I was like, no way. Let me flagellate myself, right? Let me tell myself all the awful things about myself every day. But I love what you just said. And, you know, I devote, I think, half the book to this idea of self-acceptance is not the end. It's the beginning, right? When we accept ourselves, not despite the things that we need to improve, but together with them, that gives us the foundation to actually do the work to get better. So um, I'd love for you to talk about that a little bit, because what you just said really resonated of looking at both these attributes that you celebrate about yourself, but also the work you need to do and how they work together. How does one fuel the other? So I think that like when I think about these two things, right, like self-acceptance and then getting back into action and never being satisfied, and obsessed they do go together but it's in the order in which they go together mm. you can't do the first until you fully accept yourself in your essence of what it is right and you can't look when you look at a piece of if you are rebuilding a a a cup that's been broken you need to see all of the broken pieces and mm. understand where the cracks are how is this crack shaped so that i can fit them back together i can glue it and i can hold that together until it's solidified and then you've got the perfect cup again that doesn't have any more leaks. Again, it may not be as strong as before, but over time, as that starts to solidify, it's just as strong, if not can be stronger than before, and you start to formulate that again. So the step one is to come into terms, right? You gotta have that radical, yeah. transparent conversation with yourself. If you're not willing to look in the mirror and really, really see yourself for who you are, yeah. it's really hard to become the person who you truly can become and tap into that inner, potential of reservoir that exists. So like, I think there's like I, in the book, like I, the whole goal was like, by the way, in this book, we had, we had cut out like 90% of what I had written before and like very blessed to have sounds true and the team at Macmillan to be like backing and supporting this um, with some great editorial um, creativity because like, you know, when you write on these things, like you, you create these like masterpieces that you think are so exceptional. And then what you realize is if I was someone who didn't know who I was, I want to remove most of this out mm -hmm. so I can get down to the pieces that are really, really important. And so at the end of every chapter, we have these like action items or these like bullet pointed lists, right? I call them pivot points, so to speak. Nice. Love it. And um, that was really, really important for me to go through. And so I'm just, you know, I have the book open here right in front of me as I, as I do. By the way, as Apollo looks, I just want you all to know what a treat this is. So uh, obviously Apollo and I are recording this interview because um, on February 8th, when you're all here watching us, Apollo um, 
is busy uh, doing stuff and his book is not out till February 22nd. So I just want you guys to all know we're getting a sneak peek. This is super uh, special. And Apollo, before you say more, I just need to tell you as an author, um, A, my love for Sounds True um, is eternal. So Paula and I share our amazing publisher, but also I can so relate to cutting out 90%. So here's my book. This is the thickness of it, all right? All right. So it used to be this big. <laughs> it used to be, it used to be, you know, this giant cover behind me. It was, you know, so it's the same. And I love that you use that as an example. You know, my book was, I think, three times as long when I submitted my draft. And I think it's a beautiful um, kind of metaphor for going through this, right? And so, you know, when we had to cut out a ton, right? My first reaction was like, wow, I suck. Why didn't I know this, you know, this, this point was not useless. You know, we go versus, wow, I am going through this hard work. I'm cutting out stuff that I don't need so I can bring the best out, which is to me, uh, the process of reinvention that uh, you're talking about. So I'd love to um, ask you a super specific question. So this actually came from the audience. I asked our community what they wanted to ask you, and I've tried to work most of those in. But someone asked a question that I'd love to know. So, you know, there's those moments, right? And um, for me, I do a ton of speaking, right? And sometimes the audience is huge. And like, I love speaking. I don't actually have like fear that people give a public talk about as public speaking. But there's often that voice, like as I'm getting on stage or it's like, oh my God, what if you don't have anything original to say, right? Or like this book's coming out, you know, I've poured my, my entire heart is in this. I'm sure you can relate to this. And there's that voice in my head of like, I don't know, Natalie, is this any good? Like, you're not saying, what do you say to yourself in that moment? Like someone asked, like right in that moment where that saboteur inside of you wants to just pull you back. Like, do you have something you say to yourself? Um, yes, and the saboteur is always going to be there. Uh, I'm very familiar with that saboteur, that voice, that imposter that's inside mm -hmm. of our head. Um, what I say is, um, and in a lesson, I think for all of us is learning to surrender to the outcome. Mm. So you, you're right. Like when I look back at my Olympic career and giving you guys an example, um, in the races that I've won gold and one of them, I, 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 I said that this is the perfect race afterwards, right? It was the perfect race. Everything went to plan. I won gold. It was amazing. I led from start to finish. It was the perfect. When I watch that race today, I'm very critical. Mm. It actually wasn't the perfect race. Like there was a lot of things I could have done. Randomly. So in your head, you have to be willing to sacrifice. You have to be willing to surrender to the outcome. Mm. And a part of now, I'm not saying surrender in its essence because that, that's a different conversation. But when the result has been done, if you are an archer and you've done the preparation, you've got the bow and arrow, and then when you release that bow, sorry, when you release that arrow and it flies through the air. You can kick and scream, and after it hits or misses the target, you can say whatever you want, and it's got nothing to do with what just happened. That mm. is what it is, and you must surrender to that result and outcome, mm. and then embrace it. Embrace it for all of it, whatever it is. Um, and yes, can you go back to the wheel and begin again? Of course. But a part of that, I think, helps us become more whole mm. in our process versus in the back of our head being really unhappy, especially if you cannot change that outcome. So that's the one thing that sport has taught me is like a masterclass in stoicism, prepare mm. as much as you possibly can, do your best. And if it does not, um, or you still have some inklings around improvement, um, know that you can change that and instead embrace mm. it and then see other ways in which you can bring those to light. 
I love that. I love that concept. You know, one of the skills that I, because one of the skills I uh, have had to master and that I talk about is um, acceptance. And the way that I define acceptance is two parts. And I think this will connect to exactly to what you're saying. The first part is to see the situation clearly versus the stories, right? So the situation is I missed the target or I was I got the gold medal, right? That's the reality. Everything else, yeah, but I didn't do it well enough. Yeah, but I should have. That's a story. That's the brain, the fear in the brain, right? The negativity bias, the fear, all that stuff. And then the second part of acceptance is to say, okay, given how it is, here's the reality. I missed the target or I was on the, on the podium in first position or second, whatever it is. Given how it is, what's the next best thing I can do? How do I honor? How do I meet this moment in the best way? And that's what you're talking about to me. And that's, um, I love your example of like, you missed the target. You missed the target, right? But what most of us do is, I'm sure, you know, your brain does this too, is I missed the target. Wow, well, I shouldn't have missed it. How could I miss it? Wow, I'm pathetic. I'm really horrible target shooter. Maybe I should just quit. I'm really, you know, we like, we engage in that, in that, that saboteur, but I missed the target. I screwed up this talk. My company didn't work out. You know, one of the, one of my hard pivots was, well, this is a fifth company, um, Happier is a fifth company that I've started. And as an entrepreneur, several companies I've started miserably failed. They failed and I lost money and I had to lay off people and it was really tough. And I um, remember the voice in my head because I didn't just look at it, wow, this failed. I went from this failed to, I should never be an entrepreneur again. I'm horrible. I'm a horrible human being. Wow. You know, and so that's, a, to me, it's a really powerful analogy. Um, I want to end by asking you to do kind of something complimentary to what I asked you when I, to finish a sentence, I'm an awesome human because uh, you write about gratitude. Um, and that's one of the core things that you talk about. You actually started talking about it. And gratitude is one of the skills that changed my life. It was the first skill that I started to practice to heal from burnout. Uh, because I realized I didn't appreciate a lot of things that were great in my life, including about myself, but also about others. Um, you know, I always had this concept that I'm like this lone warrior and I have to do everything myself. And that was a bunch of bullshit. All right, awesome humans. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the awesome human podcast. And I would love to know what resonated. What questions do you have? What are you excited to practice? So send us an email to team at happier.com and please rest assured if you send an email that you'd love for me to read, I will always get it in my inbox. My team will send it to me. Let's stay in touch so you can keep practicing skills to help you struggle less and thrive more in work and life. The best way to do it is to go to happier.com and subscribe to my weekly newsletter. I promise you, I would never send you spam. It's just more practices, skills, and stories to help you embrace your inner awesome human. I can't wait to see you next week.